Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bye Podcast with Raven and Ree. I'm Raven. And I'm Ree. And today is episode 11 of our Midnight Sun series. It is the fourth installment, but it's our 11th episode in total. Yes, you will be and- getting videos from us every Monday up until, I think, like the next three Mondays. Three or four. Yes. Yes. So, um, all four installments, like this is the fourth installment. So if you want to go watch the other three so you can be caught up and they're on our YouTube and Spotify. Um, if you have not read Midnight Sun, then you probably shouldn't be watching this because this is, uh, we're going to be spoiling everything. So we are going to do, um, and we're going to dive into, discuss, give our thoughts on chapter 16 through 20. Yes, and this is already, we've already done the first half of the book, so now we're at, like, the second half, which is where all the, like, all the things Juicy happen. stuff. Yeah, all the things. Um, so, chapter 16 was cu- kind of short for me. I didn't even, like, write that many notes for it, because it, it's a pretty short chapter. But this yeah. is, um, this is a chapter where they start going to the, to the meadow. It's, like, the lead up to the meadow. Yeah. They we get the iconic like they're both wearing matching outfits, and I think it's like they're both wearing like a tan sweater, and like jeans or something like that. And they're like, oh my god, they're matching. They're matching, and um, Bella's a little uneasy because she's like, there's no trail, and Bella's clumsy, so she'll trip over any branch that's sticking out. And he's like, I won't let you get lost, but that's not what she's worried about. She's worried about falling, falling. on her face. And on on chapter or page three thirty four, he tells her, because I think she he was like upset that that she didn't tell Charlie. Charlie wasn't home, so like he could easily like you know kill her. She wouldn't come home. Blah blah blah. blah. And she was just like, oh, like I didn't say anything because she was worried about the trouble that she would cause Edward. He was like, you're worried about the trouble you might cause me. If you don't come home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edward was... Edward's just like, man, she really is unlike any human I've ever met. Yeah. I feel like if I was Definitely. Bella, I would tell my mom... Well, I, I would tell my mom everything in high school. So I was like, if wherever I was going, like, I... There was no secrets at all. So I was like, I would be yeah. polar opposite. Like, I yeah, am I, going with Edward today, Dad. Yeah, I don't know if I would tell my parents because my parent, my parents were never strict. But usually, if I wanted to go out with someone and they haven't met them yet, they'd want to meet them. So I don't know if I'd want them to meet like right then and there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that's a that's a problem. But yeah, so there's there wasn't a lot to this. You know, they were just talking. He was like, "I won't let you get lost," and then he asked her if she wants to go home. But but yeah. he was very clear, like, if she wanted to leave me, if she wanted to walk away now, I would let her go. I would watch her disappear and endure it. I wasn't quite sure how, but I would find a way. And I think it's also funny that she drove there. She was like, I'm driving. You're not going to yeah. drive. Um, so, yeah, there. I mean, there's not a lot to this chapter, really. I mean, they're just talking. He doesn't, um, he doesn't. This this is not the first time she gets on his back, right? It's like when they come back from the the meadow. Yeah, when they come back. Yeah, so then they're just walking. He's asking her more questions. He asks her questions about her favorite teacher, or no, she asked him a question about her his favorite teacher too, and he was like, "I don't remember." 
Yeah. It's a long time ago. And then, um, talk just some more little things. They kind of talk a little bit about Renee briefly. Um, and. Yeah, there's not, there's not like a lot to this episode. Yeah. And then the, or to this episode, lol. To this chapter. <laughs> to this chapter. Um, it's just, it's. No, but she starts complaining. She's like, are we there yet? Yeah. And. And oh, like, and nearly. so they're walking. He's like, I can see the, the, the fort. Like, he can see the meadow. But she's like, where? Um, he also, um, mentioned, does another Hades Persephone little shout out. He says, she walked almost reverently into the golden light. It gilded her hair and made her skin fair glow. Her fair skin glow. Her fingers trailed over the taller flowers, and I was reminded again of Persephone, springtime personified. Yes. So cute. That's such a like that was and kind he, of like oh, rhymed. This and the like last line on that page really just hits me in the heart because it says he says well he thinks I wanted to be human so badly in that moment that nearly crippled me, but I was not human, and that time had come for perfect discipline. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god. And at the end of this chapter, we get him like about to step into the sunlight, which is kind of like cliffhanger, but then you go to chapter 17. It's called Confessions. And then boom. boom. He feels the warm sun. And she, uh, I had wrote down here, I was like, meadow scene, I put in like caps. And then I, because she yelled his name and she thought that she would be running away, but she was coming towards him because I was like, did she think that he was going to come bust or something? Yeah. And this whole time, um, on 343, she told Edward, like, I've never seen anything more beautiful. never imagined something so beautiful could exist. Because she's seeing his, like, diamond skin. And uh, he, so Bella's like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And he's like, this is disgusting. Like, like how could you even look at me? Like, like it's so, because she put, um, she said, amazing. He said, you aren't repulsed by my feet flagrant lack of humanity and she was like not repulsed and he's like you should be and I'm like Edward you're such a moper stop being such a moper he, exactly like, why do you gotta ruin everyone's fun just shut up and then oh, so then on this part 344 she like looks up at him kind of and her skin you know like her jugular vein was visible and he was like he held his hand up he was just like this <laughs> <laughs> picture that scene like i need a moment that's what he told her too he told her, i need some time and she's like okay at some point he ends up sitting down uh in the grass and i think he she sat down right next to him and i then i was this part was so funny because he's just like sitting there he's like listening um, we get a little, a little nod to one of the previous, I think is the, the previous chapter, chapter 16, the knot. He said, was this Alice's knot? Um, so I was like, okay, well there's that. Um, and then he starts listening to like all of the, um, everything around him, the birds, all that. He said the time seemed to slow on 345 is what he said. Um, time seemed to slow with her pulse. Which I was like, that's so, that's like beautiful, but also like, what, you know? Yeah. And then the on the next page, I was like, are you kidding me? Because he's, what did he say? He said, um, where is it? Oh, I, of course I would write the, I think it's here. He said something like, 
2,364 heartbeats later. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? <laughs> He's like counting. How many, how many heartbeats are in a, are in a minute? Let me see. How many minutes pass? I, I, I can't even think that. Uh-huh. I can't do that math. So, let's say that, um, so it says that a lower heart rate at rest implies more efficient heart function. So, let's just say Bella's like the 60, right? 2,000, yeah. I'm going to do 2,364 divided by 60 heartbeats per minute is 39 minutes. <laughs> so, f- almost 40 minutes per I can't with this Edward, man. Edward, what? Edward, what are you on? 40 minutes past 2,364 heartbeats later, which is equals to 39 minutes. Were they sitting there alone? Of silence. In silence, in the meadow. <laughs> that's like a whole, that's like literally almost an entire hour. <sighs> You know, oh my goodness! Now I understand why he's never had a date before in his life because he doesn't know what to do on a date. Yeah, because he just sat there for forty minutes. So then he ends up <laughs> laying down, and she just sighed. She was just like, <sighs> "You need to name. You need to just put the title of this episode." They sat there for how long? <laughs> they sat With there capital for capital how long? <laughs> No, it's gonna, I'm going to title it 2,364 Heartbeats Later. That's going to be the... <laughs> yes. Um, so then he's just like sitting there, um, lay, actually laying there, like listening to her. And then I'm like, I had wrote here, I was like, Edward is like a math genius or something. Because he starts like counting the insects in the area. He, that's what he was spending with his 40 minutes. Like, I can't. I can't actually, no. This is oh past God. the forty minutes because it it was only up into the forty minutes where he decided to lay back in the grass. So then, the more time passes by, and in that time that passed by, so who knows how many more minutes pass? But he's counting in the the amount of insects in the area of the meadow. So there was four thousand nine hundred thirteen, which and then he goes, which is roughly eleven thousand thirty five square feet, and then he starts averaging how many insects would exist. On 1,400 square miles of the Olympic National Park. Edward Cullen, are you kidding me? You brought this girl here so you could sit there and do math. Uh, Exactly. And then he said, what if insect population dropped 1% for each 10 feet of elevation? Edward Cullen. Edward, no one gives a shit. (laughs) No one cares. (laughs) No one cares. Oh my goodness. And then he's just like this like weird, like, he's like a top graphic person because he said that he had a, a brought up a map in his head of the a topographic map of the part and started computing the numbers how much time that's a long time and of course bella doesn't say she just said time passed and we were sitting there whereas we get an insight really of what homeboy was I doing they, i want to say that there was probably almost an entire hour that passed where they did not talk at all and literally, Bella's probably just thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, wh- I wonder what he, I wonder what his past was like. I wonder what mm-hmm. his family stories, their history, 
why did he why did it take so long for him to ever like have feelings for someone whereas this guy is just thinking about the insect population, the insect population. <laughs> maybe edward you should be more 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 worried about the lion population in forks washington because <laughs> you keep eating all keep of eating them. them fuck the insects <laughs> i'm worried about the lions <laughs> um but then finally, I think Edward starts like singing to himself a little bit, and he. he was, oh yeah. Yeah. I think he was singing the lullaby, her lullaby that he wrote. Yeah, and she's like, "Did you say something?" That's when they finally start talking, and then she's like, just singing to himself, and then three forty-seven is the first time that she like moves her hand a little closer, and she like starts stroking his arm, like her his hand, like whatever, and he he said something about um. He, it says one soft, warm fingertip traced slowly across the back of my hand. It was very gentle touch, but the response in my skin was electric, a different kind of burning than in my throat, and even more distracting. So, I thought that was just beautiful. I did too. I love that part. And then again, he says, <sighs> "I don't scare you." On three forty-eight, Edward, she's touch. She's stroking your hand, and you're asking her if she's afraid of you. Come on, dude. Yeah. There's so many other times that Edward has been, like, very smooth. But in this one moment, he's like, do you want to leave? <laughs> it just... <sighs> Jeez. So then... um, Then she ends up moving his hand to her face. Which I was like... I'm like, oh, okay, Bella. I know, making the move. And then she tells him, tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> it's so... God, I forgot no, how he told long this chapter was. He told her, tell me what you're thinking. It's tra- so strange for me not knowing. And um, they just start talking. So finally they're not like silent, silent right? Um, yeah. So then... Yeah. Oh, something had happened here where... He got, she got a little too close where, um, their, I think their faces were touching, were nearly touching, and that's when, like, he pushed himself away, because he, like, it, I think it was in that moment that that could have been the vision that came true of Ella being there, because they got too, they got too close, and yeah. he pushes away, and then that's when we get the famous, um, I'm the world's best predator, yeah. and then everything about you invites me in, and... The whole, um, is if you can outrun me. <laughs> yeah. And she just apologized because she was like, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. And he was like, what? Like. And this is kind of where he was, in in this moment with how, like, her heart was beating and all that, he kind of, he had for a moment, he was getting what he was, he wanted, which was her being afraid of him. But then seeing how she was afraid, he immediately like, no, I don't want that. I don't want her to be afraid of me. Like, don't leave me. All this. It's it, it's so back and forth with him. Yeah. But then he ends up coming back to her. He walks slowly back to her. He apologizes to her. Um, her heart was beating fast because she's terrified of this guy who's throwing trees and shit. <laughs> Um, Could you imagine on your first date, he just throws a tree? He throws a tree branch, like, oh my goodness. Like, how romantic. And it it even said there, it, like, cracked, like, it sounded like thunder or something like that because of how, like, you know, just, he's a vampire, he's strong. Yeah. 
So then, um, and then he. Th- oh, it says here the scent uh, of your fear saturated the air, tangy and metallic. Yeah. And he's all like, "Don't be afraid. I won't like. I won't hurt you. All this." And then on page three fifty, was it? It starts on three fifty four, but then it goes, you know, more in on three fifty five. It's the memory of when he came back to Carlisle and Esme. Yeah. And he remembers that was like the last time that he can remember where he like begged for forgiveness. Oh yeah, yeah. Was yeah. yeah. So um. And then she oh, like, before that but, she had actually started doing the same thing, um. That. That uh, he was that she was like tracing her hand on his, her finger on her on his hand again. Yeah. And that's when we get into the memory Ed. Which was like, so sad. Poor Esme. But she was so excited to have him back. Yeah. And then they're pretty normal for like the most. They're they're pretty normal for the most for the most part. Um. This is is this where they kiss for the first time? No, they kiss afterward. Um, the he go yeah he he basically in the next couple pages. He talks about, be, like, the vampires and the food analogies. And then he talks kind of about, a little bit about the history between the Cullens. But he doesn't want to go in-depth. And he tells her about Emmett, I think. How Emmett was, like, the way Bella is to Edward. Emmett had that happen to him twice. Yeah. And he was kind of worried, like, did she judge Emmett? And then with Jasper, he talked about, um, like, just, like, he wasn't sure if Jasper had ever come across someone, because Jasper surely wouldn't have been able to stop himself, being how he's the one that doesn't have the most control of the Cullens. Oh, yes. And then it's, So here um, at the bottom, at 361, he was like, even the strongest of us fall off the wagon, don't we? And then she said, what are you asking my permission? Like, to drink her blood? And he was like, okay, well, then I found the limit. Um, oh, yeah. And the, oh, I think this is when, um, I think it's in this that he admits to he wanted to kill her several times. Mm-hmm. And she still is not, like, like, she's kind of, fr- she, she's like, she's not afraid, but she is. She was nervous hearing that about how he wanted to kill her and the ways he was going to and how he was, like, what he was, he planned to do. And she's like, I'm an idiot. And he's like, you are an idiot. (laughs) It was just, like, playful. And then we get the whole, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb on 367. Yes, iconic. I have that tattooed on my leg. Yes. And basically the rest of it. He still, it's like, he still wants to kiss her. He's still getting these over urges to kiss her, but he doesn't actually kiss her until after they leave the meadow. And it's like, he, he has her right on his, his back and she's so nauseous and she falls to the ground. And then that's when he's like, I want to try something. And as she's sitting on the ground, he goes over to her and he... So on page before they leave on page three sixteen and nine, um. Oh okay okay, so I think they hadn't left the meadow yet because 
it said here, I wanted to kiss her so much. I wanted so much to kiss her then. Her soft, curving lips ever so slightly parted mesmerized me and drew me forward. But though these new human emotions now seem so much stronger than anything else, I didn't fully trust myself. And I, I knew I needed one more test. I thought I'd passed through Alice's knot, but I still felt something was lacking. I realized one more. This part, I catch, I caught myself like, oh my god! It was at the, it's like the bottom, and it's where it says, um, so he got closer, and she told her, be very still. And it says, slowly I leaned close, watching her expression. For any hint that this was unwelcome to her, I found none. Finally, I let my head dip forward and turn it to lean my cheek against the base of her throat. The heat of her warm life pulsed through her fragile skin and into the stone, cold stone of my body. That pulse leaped beneath my touch. I kept my breathing steady as a machine in and out, controlled. I waited, judging every minuscule happening inside my body. Perhaps I waited longer than necessary, but it was a very pleasant place to linger. Oh, I love that. I love that. Even, I think this is yeah. in one of the later episodes, or episodes, chapters, um, where he he's dropping Bella off at home, or maybe it's one of these, he's dropping Bella off at home, and Charlie's not there, because Billy wanted to go over to, um, like, warn Bella about, about Edward, and they're in the truck, I think, no, maybe it's after he drops her off from here, and they're in... And they're so. in the truck, and Edward kisses her on the neck <laughs> in front of Billy. I'm like, oh my god! I was reading it. Out. I, like- I was reading. It, I was like, babe, look at the drama. <laughs> That's oh, Edward, such a, like a showstopper here. And then poor Jacob was like, oh. It was, oh god, it's oh. I love. Oh, and then here, and then oh my god, and then it's on seven. It's on three seventy six. When, you know, he, he, after they, like, sped through the forest and she's a little nauseous, he's like, it wasn't too late. My system was electrified again as I thought of it. A true kiss. Yeah. Okay, I love this. Um, where is it? I have because we have to read it, because it's just so beautiful. So, I rolled to my knees facing her. I felt nervous and restless and impatient and unsure. The yearning to be closer to her reminded me of the thirst that used to control me. This, too, was demanding impossible to ignore. Her breath was hot against my face. I leaned closer. Open your eyes, Bella. <laughs> she she, com- she complied slowly, looking up at me through her dense lashes for a moment before lifting her chin so that our faces were aligned. I was thinking while I was running. My voice trailed off. This was not the most romantic beginning. Her eyes narrowed. About not hitting the trees, I hope. Love, Bella. Even in her... Even her nauseous state, she's, like, making jokes. I chuckled as she tried to hold back a grin. Silly Bella, running is second nature to me. It's not something I have to think about. She said, show off. She repeated with more emphasis this time. We were off topic. It was surprising that this was even possible. Close as our faces were, I smiled and redirected. No, I was thinking that there was something I wanted to try. I put my hand slightly on either side of her face, leaving her plenty of move room to move away if this was unwelcome. Her breath caught and she automatically angled her head closer to mine. I used an eighth of a second to recalibrate, testing every system in my body to be completely positive that nothing would take me off guard. My thirst was well under control, sublimated to the very bottom of my physical needs. I regulated the pressure in my hands and my arms, the way my torso curved toward her, so that my touch would be lighter against her skin than the breathe. 
Though I was sure the precaution was unnecessary, I held my breath. There was no such thing to, as too careful after all. Her eyelids shut. I closed the tiny distance between us and pressed my lips softly against hers. Um, and this is perfect because I have a I have a TikTok in my giraffes, um, where it's like the audio is like I will kiss you softly, and I'll be like gonna put Edward because that's like perfect. Um, <laughs> What strange alchemy was this, with, that the touch of lips should be so much more than the touch of fingers? It made no logical sense that the simple contact between the specific area of skin should be so much more powerful than anything I'd yet experienced. I felt as if a new sun was bursting into being where our mouths met, and my whole body was filled to a shattered point with a brilliant light of it. Oh my goodness. Just the way he describes these things is just so beautiful. I know. Oh. And then it says she gasped in her reaction, her lips parting against mine, the fever of her breath burning my skin. Her arms wound around my neck, her fingers twisted into my hair. Wow, Bella was just like, all, Bella was about it. Bella's like, let me, this is her first kiss, and she's like, I'm not going to make it my, if it's my last, I'm going to make it worthwhile. <laughs> she, she, and she, she, so she like has a, her, her arms around her neck, their fingers are in the hair. She used that leverage to crush her lips more tightly to mine. Uh, her lips felt warmer than before as a fresh blood flowed into them. They opened wider in invitation. And then uh, I think he, and then that's when he like separated from her, right? Yeah. So he was like, no. And she said, oops. <laughs> I love he was that. like, that's an understatement. Oh. <laughs> What did she say? She said, should I? Oh, that she tried to move back. And he was like, it's tolerable, just wait. So she's just there, like, chilling. Oh, this part, I was like, they're like, oh, I'm swooning. I love it so much. How cute of them. And then it just... There was even, I don't know... um, Oh, look, look, he tells her, are you still faint from the run or was it my kiss or was it my kissing expertise? I laughed out loud. He LOL'd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he LOL'd. Um, oh my God, I love it. Stephanie Meyer should have just put, I LOL'd. <laughs> I said, I laughed out loud. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stephanie, if Re- Stephanie, if Renesmee does not say LOL in her point of view... I'm a riot. Yeah. You can't give us teen Gen Z messy and then not have her know the lingo. Yeah, honestly. So then, um, oh, so he was like, you don't let your friends drive drunk. And she was like, drunk. And he was like, you're intoxicated by my very presence. Oh my goodness, Edward Cullen, what? Ugh, I can't. And then, no, and then she's like, take it easy. My truck is a senior <laughs> citizen. This was my favorite in, Twi- in Twilight also because their bickering is just, I don't know when it was. I don't know if it was later, but he had said something like, uh, to the lines of like, oh, or when you attacked me or something like that. Like, I don't when I forgot when it was. Oh, wait, I think, I, I think it's in the next, I don't know. It's somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in Mind Over Matter, but I'm not exactly sure. Which, Mind Over Matter is an iconic chapter. I know whenever I ask people like what their favorite chapters are from Twilight, a lot of the times, it's blood type and mind over matter. Yeah. And so, and mind over matter is my by far my favorite in life and death, which 
for all you who don't know, maybe haven't heard of it, Life and Death is the gender-bent um, version of yeah. Twilight where Bella is a boy named Bo and Edward is a girl named Edith. And Mind Over Matter in that book was flawless. And because there was something, there was like a conversation in there that like I was not expecting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Stephanie, are you finally giving what we wanted? Stephanie? Stephanie. Is she leaving her Mormon roots? That's what I was learning. I was like, oh, they're talking about a shark? <laughs> oh, and then this one. Oh, Edward. I can't. Because, um, I don't know what had happened. It's like the way that this ends. So, um, first he says, for the first time in 100 years, I was grateful to be what I was. Every aspect of being a vampire, all but the all but the danger to her was suddenly acceptable to me because it was what had led me to live long enough to find Bella. Oh my god. <laughs> BRB, I'm gonna go jump off a cliff. Oh, oh This This is what I know. Hard. This is what we needed and deserved. So the way that he ends this, he says, um He's talking about the old Edward, right? Like, the the one that couldn't really, like, resist and stuff like that. So he said, um, I leaned down and pressed my lips to the corner of her jaw, just above her um, pulsing artery. I let my lips brush softly along her jawline to her chin and then kissed my way back to her ear, feeling the velvet give of her warm skin under the faint pressure. I returned slowly to her chin, so close to her lips, she shivered in my arms, reminding me that what was unprecedented warmth for me was icy winter to her. I loosened my hold. And he told her, regardless, I whispered in her ear, I have better reflexes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hate Edward him. Cullen. I hate him for making me feel yeah. like this. Every time I read this, I just want to sing like, what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty, mighty great man. <laughs> That's all that my brain thinks about because I'm like, oh my goodness. What a player. He's not real. Well, I guess he's just like a player for Bella, right? But I'm like, still. Man. Oh, then we get into Mind Over Matter. Iconic chapter. And I think both this and Twilight, Life and Death, and all of it. And it's just, they're on their way back. And they're listening to Pledging My Love by Johnny Ace. That's such a good song. And and he's saying to her, he's saying, he's saying the part always and forever. I love, I love only you. Oh my goodness, Edward. And then, then they start talking about music a little bit. And yeah, and then he, cause he's just so like, fifties was good, better than the sixties or seventies, and then eighties was bearable. And I'm just so like, okay, we get it. You're from the twenties. You don't like anything yeah. a little more tech and high high pitch. But then we get into um, more about. She him. tells him she. He tells her how he he how he was dying and how he got turned. Yeah. In this one. And how human, and then it's like how human memories fade. So it's like he still remember. He can have like he'll have like an i like a photographic idiotic memory about his vampire life, but anything yeah. before starts to fade. So I think that's Yeah, which makes me which makes me kinda of sad because like when Bella's 
like in a like you know yeah. down the line if Charlie doesn't get turned yeah she'll forget like, she'll forget him she'll forget she'll, all of her friends like they'll just be like distant distant memories yeah like. because so many years have passed and I mean I I guess that's also the kind of like the same with people like us like I know memories I used to remember 10 years ago from when I was a young child, I can't remember those memories anymore. Yeah, and then every once in a while, too, like, I'll get, like, a random, like, oh, I remember this happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, just... know, I don't know why I just thought of that, but, you know, like, people, like, that always happens. Yeah. But then that's just so sad, because imagine, like, a hundred years down the line, and they, and then, like, Renesme asks her, oh, because well, Rene- Renesme will remember Charlie. Yeah. She will. And then... We don't know if Renesmee can have children. Yeah, we don't know yet. So, if, like, Renesmee has children and asks Bella about her dad, and she's just like, um, I don't remember that much. And it's just like, Charlie. (laughs) Not Charlie. I will literally cry and lose my shit. If Charlie doesn't get turned, I'm like... Bye. I'm gonna write a letter. Write a letter. (laughs) I'm gonna write a letter. To whom it may concern, I, I hate you. <laughs> I am in. Um, it's like um, this is slander, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> I am suing for emotional distress. We don't call ourselves Charlie's Angels for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, go follow go follow Charlie Swan's Angels on Instagram. <laughs> oh my god. But. Okay. I think it was so funny reading about um, Edward's thoughts with Edward's thoughts and him telling Bella about, you know, dying of Spanish influenza, especially because right now we're in a pandemic. And especially when this book came out, it's like all of the memes were insane. It was the Twilight pandemic memes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And Someone was even like the Cullens. The, the Cullens should be in charge of uh, vaccine distribution because they would get everyone like vaccined in no time. Exactly. So this is where Bella also starts trying to ask a little bit about how, like, how to turn into a vampire, um, and then, then she asks about Emmett and Rosalie, and I think this is also when he mentions about how. Rosalie brought Emmett back and what happened to Emmett. Yeah. He was in a, a he got was like mutilated by a bear. Yeah. And Rosalie saw him and I think that she had saw him and he reminded her of a baby, right? Yeah, the, he um Emmett had reminded Rosalie cuz Emmett's physical appearance kind of reminded of her best friend's young baby. Yeah. Which a lot of people kind of have a problem with this because it's all like why was Rosalie attracted to a man who resembled Look, her, yeah. in, like her best friend's infant child? Which I don't know how I feel about that. It kind of makes me a little eh, just the way it's kind of interpreted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but um, I think this is no, also yeah, that, that is weird. It's kind of like yeah, I could understand saving him because you know he reminds you of your best friend's child, but yeah. like. When she brought him back, like, it kind of just seemed like she wanted, like, like, she said, um, like, I think she had said something like, save him for me or something like that. Yeah, and I think this is where, um, 
what kind of a lot of people have said is where Car when Carlisle had mentioned previously how Rosalie owes you. I think this is her where it comes in where it's you know there I I guess before when before they would even bring in someone new to the family they'd have like they a discussion it, yeah. and like prepare and the fact that Rosalie had brought Emmett without consulting in them and like begged to change it kind of was like you're bringing this person into the family we don't know how they're going to be we don't know them we have to do all of this things where you know they can't be seen in public it was I think that's what it was. Yeah, whereas Edward could have, like, easily done the same thing, you know? Yeah. But he didn't. Like, he's, like, trying to go about it, like, a different way. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, then he... And, and then, yeah, so he talks about how... Everything about... um. About how... He also talks about how quickly Emmett, like... Um, like, accustomed the vampire life. And he was just... How he he said it at some point that Emmett was just like, like embraces life like anything that comes his way. He's just like okay, and I can I see that a hundred percent. And I'm just like oh, yeah, cute. Also, and then um he talks about Alice and and Jasper going to them. Yeah. Um. This oh. Um, one thing I want to point out, which I thought was very, which is definitely different from how Stephanie Meyer wrote twilight which you know she always in the twilight series especially with rosalie's past she never actually said the words of what happened to rosalie it's just alluded and like you can kind of guess what happened but on 386 when um and it says in the first years of rosalie's second life before she had disappeared on her several missions of revenge her thoughts had given her away clearly and thoroughly like she had already set in stone what she was going to do Mm-hmm. Edward tells Carlisle, and Carlisle tries to talk to Rosalie, saying that she needs to let go of her past, but um, she would not forget, but maybe her pain could be lessened if, you know, she just lets go, but it it wouldn't. like they And they both kind of knew that it would be a better place without them, and then they actually kind of, she says the words, like, what they were, which I'm not going to say it on here, just because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that yeah. word, I don't want to trigger anyone, but... Um, I was very surprised when I saw the word was there. I thought she was going to put something Is it the R out. word? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I thought that was very... Yeah, that is something that, like, because they don't even... Yeah. That's not something that I, I would have expected. For... Yeah. Because Stephanie always said that, like, her books never really have a lot of violence or dark... They may have some kind of dark themes, but she never will actually go into descriptions or, like, use that language. But then... And this one, she certainly did. So I thought that was a very different, like, transition from how she wrote the Twilight Saga to this. Yeah. So. Dang. Yeah, that, that I think that is something, maybe progress, possibly. Yeah. So. I mean, I um, think this was her best work. Besides I the really, host. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I really enjoyed this book. Um, then he also mentions how Rosalie loves to get married and that she'll do it over and over again. Yes. I love that. And then, yeah. They talk about Alice and Jasper, how Alice and Jasper ended up coming to them and they found them. Um, which is interesting because it's just funny how she saw them and like 
knows that they have well like Edward had powers but then she like just two people who weren't turned by Carlisle just came and were like well we have powers too <laughs> welcome yes. oh and the freaking like the way Alice and um the way they met first of all Emmett and Jasper are already like getting ready to fight because yeah you know that and then Edward gets like doesn't he get like tackled by Alice oh yeah she hugs she like hugs him she says oh Edward at last my brother we're finally together Edward's like uh <laughs> yeah and but then she he sees her thoughts and he sees her power and that's when he's like this is Alice Emmett she, I say I told him still embracing my new sister she's part of our family and that's Jasper you're going to love him and I was like oh my god <laughs> what? I love that <sighs> so cute um and then then she asks him about if there's any more of them. She's like, well, when he starts telling them about the other vampires, he mentions Tanya. Edward. Yeah. <laughs> That's messy of you, Edward. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, so then he just talks about other vampires and um, something about where is it? Oh, they talk about Alice's past a little bit, how she woke up alone. She didn't really, like, understand, like, what had happened. Um, and then she was hungry, so she had to eat. Yeah. And this is where he goes inside her house for the first time. Well, not for the first time. For the first time with her knowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So she invites him in. They go inside. Which is very, like, uh, kind of, like, traditional vampire stuff. Because you know how, like, you have to be invited to come inside, like, the vampires. But, like, that... I mean, yeah, all the yeah. other times he wasn't invited. But this just time she, like, invited him in so he could go in. Um, and she's all like, you spied on me? And then he's like, what else is there to do at night? And I'm like, you are so creepy. Like, you don't even understand. Yeah, and this is where he calls himself masochistic indeed oh god I, that's cringe but she wasn't really mad about it she was like she said are you ang-? i think she was more angry that she sleep talk that he heard her sleep talking rather than him watching her yeah cuz i think she was afraid that like what she says like what if she said like some embarrassing stuff which you know, she said his name, so yeah. To her, that's embarrassing, but to him, he finds that aw. Also, about he me. tells her like he was like, "You miss your mother. You worry about her, and when it rains, the sound makes you restless." And he's like, "Once you said it's too green." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then oh. he tells her that he said her name, and then Charlie gets home, and so he's like, "Okay, well." He's out, but she, he goes up to her room, right? Yeah, he goes to her, well, he doesn't, he goes to her room, but she doesn't know that he went to the room while she, you know, fixes Charlie a plate, and then they sit down and talk a bit, um, and then, then they're just talking about plans because Charlie is kind of worried that she doesn't have like many friends and that she's not getting the experiences he wants her to. So he's kind of like, any boys catch your attention? And, um, she's like, no. And, um, 
at this point, have they changed it all? Because what is he wearing? Because um, it says, and truly it would have been inconvenient to meet her father officially in my current state of dress or undress. It says it on 397. Um, so did they change at some point or is he... Because I know he was wearing like the cut off white shirt, right? Is that what he's yeah. talking about? Yeah, maybe because of maybe he would he maybe he felt like he was not again, um, you know, he's from an old he's from like the twenties and back then when you go meet the parents of whoever you're um courting, you kind of dress like yeah. more presentable. So he probably thought that he was he was underdressed, like he wasn't dressed appropriately for Okay. I'm Me like, Edward, trying. like, are you getting undressed? Like, in Bella's room without her knowledge? <laughs> so, yeah, so then that's when Ed, uh, Charlie's, like, asking her about, but he's suspicious. He was like, hmm. He was like, what are you, what are you doing there? Because he even comes and checks on her. But she goes into his, she goes into her room, Edward's there, um... She said, I think she had said something like, oh, he's, he's, he scared her a little bit. She was, like, scared that she saw him. Um, they were sitting. Um, her truck was... Oh, oh, so this is where uh, <laughs> Charlie was worried that Bella was doing something suspicious. So he went out to her car and, like, unclipped her, like, battery things or whatever. And, uh... Thinking Edward she was, was going to sneak out. Yeah. And then she has a human... A minute. minute to be human. Yeah. A human and, minute. And then he reads one of her favorite books! Oh, yeah. But, like, super quickly, right? Oh, yeah. Um... Because he can, he can read, like... I think he said... Or some, somewhere I thought he could read, like, up to a thousand words per minute. Because yeah. he could just speed through it. He doesn't really need, like a lot of time yeah, yeah. to read a book. So he's able to read that book in whole while she is having her human minute. Yeah. So love him. Love that. We love a fast reader. Um, so then after her human minute, she comes back to the room. Uh, and then she's like, Charlie thinks I'm sneaking out. So she knows uh, that he's like suspicious of her. And then... This is, well, I feel like this is such, like, an intimate seat, like. I like, know! <laughs> this is, this, this is why it's my favorite chapter in this and in Life and Death, because it's very much intimate in Life and Death, which. And then we get the, <laughs> you know, on 403, we get the uh, chapter title. Mind over um, matter. Heck yeah! So, what was happening? So, um, what are they doing here? They're. She was like, much easier for you now to be close to me. Does it seem that way to you? Um, and that's why that's why he says mind over matter, right? Because she yeah. was like, why do you think that is? And he was just like, mind over matter. Yeah, so they're just kind of like talking and um, sitting in their thoughts. Just kind of um, talking about the day and then... I think it goes into she eventually talks about like she asks him some they kind of talk about what to go forth with their relationship and how yeah. would it work and also because 
you know, Bella, and I think Bella actually does kind of um, allude to how, like, alludes to sex, mm-hmm. and he is kind of, you know, can't, we're not, like, doesn't want to talk about that because it's a, like, he could kill her, but it's kind of normal, but he's not surprised that she would ask because, you know, she's a teenager, she is going to be experiencing all these different emotions, yeah. and... Where, what part does she ask that? Um, because I think, let me see. I need to see, because I remember, I, I, I distinctly remember that, um, Oh, I hear Charlie and Charlie comes and checks on them or on her, on Bella, and they hide and she pretends to be asleep and he was like, "You're a terrible actress." <laughs> yeah. Um. I do know they did talk about it. Well, she kind of like alluded to it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's hold on. Wait. Okay. Um, I think it's four fourteen. She said. What was he's like? Was there a purpose for your curiosity? And she said, "Well, I did wonder about you and me someday." Yeah. And, he, and then, um, I and then he said, "I don't think that that he avoided the word sex, um, because she did would be possible for us." And then he talks about how like you're very fragile. I can kill you by accident, and um, yeah. Yeah, he says, if I was too hasty, if for one second I wasn't paying enough attention, I could reach out meaning to touch your face and crush your skull by mistake. Yeah, so... Poor Bella, she was like, dang. Yeah, but then then he assures her, because I think he kind of thought that she was a little insecure, that he wouldn't want her that way. Mm -hmm. And then he said, um, um, I think he did assure her that he finds her attractive and he would lust for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he had, he, she was like, I'm curious now, though, have you ever... Oh, my God! What is this? Uh, is this Bella. 50 Shades of Grey? What's going on here? Um, And he, she was like, of course not. I told you I've never <laughs> felt like this about anyone, not even close. Yeah. And then he's... And then 416, the last page, she's like, your human instincts. Well, do you find me attractive? He's like, I may not be human. But I am a man. <laughs> I'm like, Period. <laughs> Period, Edward. <laughs> you were sure you were a man? And then she says, I love you. She does. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, oh my god. The 19 is when. Oh, 19 is when they go to the house. They go to the, the house. Oh, okay, my abs are hurting. Okay, <laughs> they're sore. So he said, I wondered, it starts off with, I wonder if I would ever spend a night happier than this one. I doubted it. Oh my goodness. Shut up, Edward. <laughs> you're going to have a quiet As she slept, night. Bella told me again and again that she loved me. So she was sleep talking and saying that she loved him. Imagine <laughs> just like sleeping all night and all you're saying is, I love you. <laughs> I know. So... This is where... When does he ask her if they can... 
Oh, he so he goes home first to tell them, like, yeah. I'm going to bring Bella over. And yeah, Rose, this is when him clothes. and Rose have that conversation. Um, yeah. And he was like, Rose, can we talk? And she was like, so would they end up coming to the agreement that, like, Rosalie's just not going to be there when Bella goes over. She just, you know. Yeah. Okay, even though he wants her to, she's like, no. And, um... And she says something, she says, I can't look at her. When I look at her, I can't see her as a person. I just see a waist. And I'm like, Rosalie, no. Rosalie. But she says, I'm sorry. I, just, I didn't mean to sound so cruel. I just can't. I can't watch her do this. So, like, um, she, she even tells her, because um, she's like, I'm not going to let it let it happen. And she was like, this is not your goal. He said, no, I want her to have, every, have everything. I won't take anything away from her, Rose. Do you understand? I won't hurt her that way. And she's like, but how do you see that working? It's a dangerous game. And she's like, I'll find a way to survive. He said, I'll find a way to survive after she goes, like after she dies. Um, she said, there was something, what did she say? Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, but uh, she said, I'm going to sound like an octogenarian now. She continued out loud, the faintest hint of levity suddenly in her voice. But you know kids these days, she smiled weakly, all about here and now. No thought for five years to the future, let alone 50. What will you do when she asks you to change her? I'll tell her why it's wrong and I'll tell her everything she'll lose. And when she begs. So I'm like, dang, little did, little did Edward know <laughs> that that's literally, you know. Yeah. I mean, I have to agree with Rosalie in this because Rosalie, you know, she's just all, Rosalie is right. Like, you think that, and because she, she said, she's all like, look, you're not up to my personal standards, but there's not a human man alive who can compare with you. And you know that, um, kind of like, um, someday, like someday she'll want more than what I can give her saying like, um, she like. Kind of, I guess, what she's saying is that Bella would never grow bored of him. Yeah. After he, because it's all like you, you're giving her attention. She obviously, is, she's not gonna think of anybody else the way she thinks of you. Like you've already yeah. given her enough reason to want to be with you. And then, uh, so this is when Edward like tries to rationalize with her because she was like, "I think it's dangerous," and he was like, "So is your life not what you wanted?" But in the last seven. Your life isn't what you wanted, but in the last 70 years or so, would you say you've had at least five years of pure happiness? And she started thinking about all the, like, best parts of her life and revolving around Emmett movie, like, and they were all, like, going through her head. And he said 10 years even. And she didn't answer. She was, like, because she knew that he was right. And he said, let me have my five years, Rosalie. <laughs> That's so yeah. sad. Um, dang. It makes me wonder with Rose, because, like, Edward said that human memories fade, but Rosalie still has, like, a distinct memory of her human life, and I wonder if that's because of how upset she is that she was changed and how much she misses her human life, because mm -hmm. Edward, Edward was someone who, like, even though he hated what he was, he never was someone who kind of always complained about not being human. He kind of had to accept it. So I think that's yeah. maybe why his human memories faded so fast. But because she, she has still remembers her like yeah. very well. She remembers hers really well. So it's like okay, maybe because she is so attached to her human life and she desires it that that's why she can't forget her human memories. Because she in Eclipse, she remembered a lot of it. 
She yeah. remembered like the everything. last couple months. Yeah. And I wonder probably because it maybe if the the way like the like you had said like if if the like if someone's life was just kind of like boring or like lackluster that that's easier to forget for something so like traumatic and like well first she had like an amazing life right before that traumatic event like she said that she was yeah. She married. was happy. Yeah, she was she, happy. She yeah. She, she she wanted to get married and she wanted to have babies. She wanted to grow old. She wanted to have what human life destined, where you know you're yeah. born, you live, you die. She did not want expect to live frozen at the age of eighteen. Um, yeah. So that's probably why she can still remember everything is because she's so attached. Um. Ow. Oh my god, my legs. Okay, there. So, and then he's still kind of, so he begs her, and then she's like, I'm not sure what I can do. Seeing everything I want out of my reach, it's too painful. And so, he knew that it would be painful, and, um... But he said, he's like, I know that her regret and sorrow wouldn't equal even a fraction of the anguish that was waiting for me. Meaning, no amount of um, pain will be close to what he will feel when Bella eventually, like, grows old and dies. Yeah. And it's like... Dang. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, they had, I they and at the end of that conversation, she was just like, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Because that's when he tells her at the end, like, well, Bella's coming over. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, yeah, she was all like, I need more time than that. So then that's why she kind of left was she's not ready to meet her yet. Yeah. And then I think, I think he also changes his clothes because I remember Bella being upset when she realizes he left in the night. And, yeah. um... Yeah, yeah, she did. He, she was like, "You left," and he was like, "He said something about changing, or right?" Yeah. He was like, "Well, I had to." <laughs> um, oh, and then it was so funny because she was like, "Oh, Charlie," he was like, "He left an hour ago after reattaching your battery cables." I might add, I have to, I might add, I have to admit, I was disappointed. Is that really all it would take to stop you if you were determined to go? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Pretty much, like, but oh, also oh. like same." Oh, oh, this is, um, where, where is it? Where's my favorite part? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's the, um, when, um, he's, she's, he's like breakfast time and then she goes like, <gasps> like this and he goes like, why would you do that? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she was like breakfast time and she was like, <gasps> like she thought that <laughs> he was going to eat her and he's like, that wasn't funny. He was like, why would you do that? And she's like, it was very funny, and you know it. It was very but then, funny. But then the second thing that got me, that had me laughing, which also in Twilight, of course, had me laughing, but he, just Edward's perspective of it had me crying of laughter, was when she gets her breakfast, and she sits down, and he, she's like, can I get you anything? He's like, please just eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just like, just leave it. Don't even think about it. Like, this is the Bella we deserved in the movies. It really is. Because she's so funny and so sassy and, like, she's she witty. has a personality. Yeah. But so then she eats her cereal very quickly. And then um, they they end up going to, oh, she changes, right? 
Um, yeah. Yes, and this is where everyone, the world held their breath because we were like, we're going to find out about the khaki skirt. And then it wasn't the khaki skirt. It wasn't skirt. about the khaki it was, skirt. It was about the shirt. It was the, it was the shirt. And I was like, I about threw the book. I was like, no. I was like, Stephanie Meyer saw those memes, and she was like, I'm not going to give you what you want. Yeah, I know. But it makes sense why it would be about the shirt, because it was, like, kind of form-fitted. Like, it had, like, a low-cut back, kind of. And so, like, just everything about, like, the shirt made him feel things. I know, and I was like, ah! So then, they end up going to, um... Oh, he asked her about the food. He was like, is that any good? She was like, uh, he was like, it doesn't look a- very appetizing. She, she says, well, it's no irritable grizzly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, and then she faints when um they kiss because he's uh, he gets angry. He's all like, what am I going to do with you? Yesterday, I kissed you and you attacked me. Today, you pass out. Yes, that's me. where it is. Yes, she was like, yesterday, you attacked me. Today, you pass out. Oh. Oh. Because she wasn't breathing, right? Because she was like holding her she breath. Wasn't breathing. Jeez, Bella. You can't... You have to breathe. Um, they go to the house. Very cute. Um, I'm like, where am I? Hold on. Oh, this is... Oh, I love Esme's thoughts the entire time. Yes. Like, she where she's like, like I, I adore her. Yeah. And then, um, so she meets the family. Alice obviously was like, you do smell nice. I've never noticed before. But, but Alice kisses her cheek and I wanted that in the movie. I want, they couldn't let us have it. Also, she just, um, Alice also just like runs to her, like in a non-human way. She like runs to her and like hugs She like stops, she runs, flashes, stops, and then kisses her cheek. And I'm like, oh. I can't. You know, they couldn't do that. They couldn't because they would feed into my Bella X Alice shipper. Yeah. Like. Oh, Esme, she's perfect. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love that. So then they're talking. Then this is where we kind of get the little hint that there's going to be some visitors. Um, And then, but they, but Carlisle kind of made it seem like, oh, like, um, made it seem like there's not going to be a problem because Alice didn't see anything happening, right? Yeah. Um, not Esme, yet. It wasn't... Un- yeah. Esme's so cute. She was like... Oh, she was like... that. Has Edward showed you that he could play? Because she asked about the piano. And she was like, oh, no, like... uh, But she said, I know, but I should have guessed. And then she was like, what does she mean? And then Edward was like, Edward can do everything, Right. And then, as I said, I hope you haven't been showing off. It's rude. (laughs) (laughs) Love her. So then, as was like, he looks so happy. I've never seen him this way. Thank goodness he found her at last. Oh my goodness. Um, Esme is the number one Bella Edward shipper. Oh yeah, she is Team Edward a hundred percent. Yes. So then they then Edward plays her the song, and then while he's playing her the song, um, they all like disappear. Oh, okay. I had to take a... Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know what we're about to discuss with him playing because she cries. She cries. And then he swallows her tear. Ew! 
<laughs> Disgusting. I'm sorry. Head, if, be warned if you're a headphone user. I just that is. That's interesting. The most cringiest. <sighs> that's a. I'm gonna. That's just like. You know, and some. You know, I I love. Okay, I, I don't have some words for that. It. I don't have words. Some people defend it. They're all like, but it was so that he could have a part of her. And I'm like, when I, did my ex-boyfriend do that to me? No. He, I would have slapped him silly. Like, Yeah. What was what was the reasoning for him for that? Because. It, oh, it's because. Oh, um. Cause since here, his, I got his body it right here. can't absorb, Oops. like, liquid. So, like, it's just going to stay there. Um, it said, um. Where did I swear he said I swallowed Bella <laughs> I swallowed Bella's tear. Perhaps it would never leave my body after she left me after all those lonely years had passed. Maybe it'd always have of this piece of her inside me. Just Edward, get out. Someone's watching get Bridgerton. Out. I hear it. One of my <laughs> sisters. Or maybe my mom. Um yeah, I don't it's a little weird. I maybe I should maybe we should try it, but then like I'm going to ask my husband, like, can you just cry for me or something? <laughs> <laughs> but it's different because it's, like, my husband, so, like, it doesn't matter. But, like, like, she's sitting there at the piano, a single tear, and he just, like, that's it. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. And then, um, then we get into Carlisle, and Bella is completely, like, amazed at how old Carlisle is. Yeah. Because it's, um, because when she asked about the cross, he's like early 1630s, and then, um, she thought that he, he said was like it a, belonged... a collector, and she was like, oh, that's yeah. cool, and he was like, no, that's like, from... Like... That's Carlisle's dad. Yeah. And then she puts the pieces together, and is like, how old? You know what's also and interesting? Then... That Carlisle remembers a lot of his past, too. He does. So. And his was a pretty eventful past. You know, his father, yeah. like, the, the way that he was turned. So I wonder if that has something to do with it then. If, it seems yeah. to have. Yeah. I mean, Al, we can't say much for Alice. Like, Al, Al, we know Alice is through her going, for looking at stuff and, like, other people kind of knowing because Alice. Yeah. She doesn't remember her human life due to the electric shock. But maybe that's what it is. Like, it could be if you... I mean, Edward doesn't... We don't really know much of Edward's human life at all. He doesn't say anything. He kind yeah. of says it was average. So maybe that's also what it was. it was kind of boring. Yeah, whereas freaking Carlisle was a vampire hunter. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, that was another reason why I, I was like, there. that's why I think that there's other... Um, that there's other... Um, Species. species because here and 445 it says um he also believed very strongly in the reality of evil he led hunts for witches werewolves and vampires so i'm like yeah well there's werewolves and vampires so there has to be yeah. witches you know yeah and that yeah um, that's yeah. he's like talking to her about about carlisle's past here for the a big part of this um ending yeah. And I think it's because he doesn't go much into which um because cha chapter 20 is Carlisle, but the thing is is that it doesn't really go much much into 
Carlisle's past because we kind of already know it. Yeah. Um, it was explained really thoroughly in Twilight, but it's we get um a glimpse of it of the story that we kind of already know. Just the dialogue really yeah. between the two. But it's um it's in this chapter where we find out about a little bit more into Edward's past and what he was doing yeah. during the time he had rebelled. And this is a part that I find myself wanting to slap Edward because he's trying to justify what he did was wrong. And I'm like, no, you did the right you thing. You did the right thing, yeah. Which, trigger warning to anyone listening who has, like, because it, it has to do with a child and it yeah, has yeah. to deal with attempt, attempted... Um, attempted assault so it's like uh, i don't know where to begin do you want to like start yeah what page does it start on i'm like that 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 part was such a so basically from i remember from it was that um you know he had been going around and killing people who were you know assaulting women um you know Abusers. abusers all that stuff murderers um and so that was his like thing he would like save these women kill these men and this he said that he he, i think he was telling her something like that all his um all of his killings were justified except for one the and or that one that he kind of still struggled with because there was this guy he was kind of homeless or something like that like he wasn't really like a well like he wasn't like a like a typical guy like he was just kind of like a bum but he would go and watch. He was like a peeping Tom, and he would watch this child, um, you yeah. know, from her window, all oh, this stuff, and he yeah. would think very bad things about this. But then also, Edward said that there was times where his brain was telling him not to. So it was clear that this yeah. person had problems. Um, I I wouldn't even say probably like schizophrenia or something like that, just because you know he said something about like um. It seemed like the guy was, like, talking to someone, like, in his brain, you know? Yeah, it was, he kind of, yeah, it was, he, he was in a conflicting situation because it's all, like, part, he desired it. He desired this thing he wanted to do, which is horrible. But he knew it was and wrong. he knew it was wrong. And, but then he just couldn't help but think. And what happened ultimately he made the decision to actually go into the girl's room yeah. so he he made the de- he made the decision to do it like he was going to do it and he knew what he would have to do after the what he had planned to do cuz the girl was young he 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 was going to have to kill her yeah. after he did what he did to her and um like he knew where he would bring the child this is another he part that I was a little this. surprised that Stephanie added exactly i was a little cuz this had a lot of detail i was I didn't think we would get that. This was yeah. gonna have that much, yeah. And then he, Edward, immediately like before he could touch the girl who was sleeping, he grabs him, he takes him out to the alley, and then the thing that the reason why he felt like what he did was wrong was because it's like the guy looked relieved yeah. that someone had stopped him, but then he killed him anyway. Yeah. So it's like. Edward still kind of says that I, I it was not like I didn't it wasn't justified like I I can keep like but I'm like no no like he, he I think he did the right thing in, in all the situations yeah. if he didn't do that then 
who was to say what was going to happen? Like, in, like, if he just, if he would have just grabbed him, taken to the alley, and then left him, who's to say the guy wouldn't have went back and tried again? Yeah, exactly. So, it was justified. Yeah. This whole time I'm I'm yelling at him. We learn more about the Voltori. Bella learns about the Voltori, because we know about the Voltori, but um, Bella learns about the Voltori. She talks about Aro, Marcus, and Caius. Um, cause she's looking at the iconic painting that we know of. Um, and then they kind of, that's like, kind of like the ending of it. She was like, but you know, Carlisle was lonely. So he decided to come to America to, you know, f- make a family. Yeah. And then that's when they, they, that's what they, he said. And so we've come full circle and that's, this is when it gets into the whole, like his past and all that stuff. Which is something, which is interesting that he tells her in this book and he doesn't tell her because in the movie he tells her about all of this in Breaking Down Part 1. Yeah. Which is like, okay, that's a little late to the game, buddy. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. But but even even then, like, Bella in the movie in Breaking Down Part 1 was like, you did what you had to do. Like, those men were monsters. Like, you know? Yeah. But he just can't, like, yeah. live. Like, he can't live with that. Yeah, he just, ugh. And then, um... So, actually, he didn't, um... He didn't take the guy to the alley. He grabbed him by the neck and leaped up to the roof three stories up. So, they were all on the roof. He was on the roof. Which is like, okay, Batman. Like... (laughs) Yeah. And... They go to his room. Yeah, she sees all his Oh, I loved this part. Where they are, they put the CD on, or they're, like, looking at the CDs, and then, um, she asks him how it's organized, like, okay, Bella, you're such a nerd, but also, like, love it, right? He says, by year, and then personal preference. And then, um, they're just, uh, he's like, I was prepared to feel relieved, having, you know, about everything, not needing to keep secrets from you, but I didn't expect to feel more than that. I like it. It makes me happy. And she said, I'm glad. <laughs> and then, um, oh, and then and then he does another uh, Hades Persephone reference. He says, a flicker of unease twisted my expression. I thought of pomegranate seeds for the first time in a while. It felt right to have her here, but uh, what was that? Just my selfishness binding me. Nothing had scared her away from me, but that didn't mean that she shouldn't be frightened. She'd always been too brave for her own good. And she was like, you're still waiting for the running and screaming, aren't you? And <laughs> And she said, uh, but you're not really as scary as you think you are. I don't find you scary at all, actually. And then he says, um, you really shouldn't have said that. And then uh, he said, she asked to see me hunt after all. So then he coiled into a parody of actual hunting stance, a loose, playful version, exposing even more of his teeth. He growled softly. It was almost a purr. <laughs> and she was like, uh, she, she started to back away, though there was no real fear on her face so she was like smiling and like backing up she didn't look afraid she she did look a little afraid that she was about to become the butt of her own joke and she said you wouldn't and he sprang to her and scooped her up in his arms and then they like um flew onto the sofa and (laughs) he was like you were saying like i think it's so cute like we needed to see stuff like that i know and then and then he, she was like, that she tried to catch her breath and she put that you are a very, very terrifying monster. And he grinned and said, much better. <laughs> it's so cute. Uh, uh, 
And then I love this part with Alice coming in saying, it sounded like you were having Bella for lunch. I mean, wanted to come and see if you would share. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yes. And then he, um, and then what do you, he said, sorry, I don't believe I have enough to spare. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and, oh, and then we get the, um, ball game. So then this is when cause... they invite, they're talking about, um, going and they asked Bella if she wanted to go and she was like, okay. And then they explained why they need thunder, right? They were like, well, we need thunder, right? And then uh, she was like, what will what will we be playing? She was like, you will be watching. We will be playing baseball. And she said, vampires like baseball? And he, that's when we get the, it's the American pastime. And then that's yes! the end of chapter 20. We're like two thirds of a way probably now. Yeah, and you know this is where that's the bit. Those last one, the these last ten or ten chapters are going to be a a big chunk to kind of go through because they are the where all the action happens really. Yeah. So well, dang. Um, but we did it. That's the end of episode eleven. Yes, episode eleven. Um, so this episode is all on February first. So are you can expect episode twelve on. February 8th and then episode um and then episode 13 which would be our last one for the Midnight Sun series on February 15th and, um but yeah so then yeah that's we're going to you're going to get videos for literally the next four five weeks one two three well, the next four weeks you'll be getting a video every Monday um we just figured it was time to start talking about Midnight Sun and we've been kind of holding it off because we were like we need to give people time to get the book, to read it, you know, all that yeah. stuff. So that is why we, we are discussing The Night Sun now. And, uh, oh my goodness, I just can't even... Jeez. By the time that this episode is uploaded on February 1st, we will also, um, today, our other podcast has an episode that goes out today, February 1st. Um, it's called the Very Eerie, Extremely Wicked, and Quite Spooky Podcast on Spotify. Um, it's a mystery, crime, conspiracy theory, true crime, murderers, cults, all that stuff. Um, that, that, uh, our second episode for that podcast comes out today. Um, we're, we'll be talking about the Manson family, so... If you... You may have heard of it. Maybe, maybe have not, but I... I mean, it's a pretty well-known thing. So yeah. if you want to go chat with us, listen to us chat over there, definitely check that out. Um, go follow us on all of our social medias. We have um, TikTok and Instagram at the Bite Podcast RR. On our Instagram, you can follow along with anything. We'll post updates. We'll post um, sneak, peeks, sneak peeks sometimes on there as well. Um, well, we do lives. We haven't done a live in a little bit cause we've been super busy, but we try to, well, we try to do a live every time we go, we upload, but we've been busy. So, but if you ever were to catch a live, it would be on there because we can't go live on TikTok together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is it for this episode. But any, any final thoughts on, I'm just, re- I, I'm just ready to get uh, into all the action. Yeah. I'm just, th- you know, this, this, this this section was a bit, you know, nostalgic because we got the meadow scene. We've got mm-hmm. her going to see the Cullens, but I'm excited for the next bit because especially I think 
the baseball scene from Edward's point of view was so so good so I cannot wait to yeah. talk about it's that it's also some stuff that we have like the next part is stuff that we didn't get to see so it's new yeah. it's new it's new content for us yes so that's exciting but that is it that's the end of this episode and we'll see you guys next time bye bye